No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Rehoboam of Judah plans to make war against Israel, but the prophet stops him. However, the priests and Levites move from Israel to Judah. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 11 on Simply the Bible. I believe that God gives each person an opportunity to respond to His grace. God is faithful. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He does not punish us for the sins of our parents, but we will each give an account of ourselves before him. King Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, had been given many opportunities. His father was the wisest person who ever lived, and Rehoboam grew up being taught that wisdom. But as is so often the case, Solomon's example to Rehoboam weighed heavier than his words. Rehoboam would walk in the ways of his father Solomon rather than in the ways of his grandfather David, the man after God's own heart. Rehoboam had great potential, but sadly, it was wasted because he chose to go his own way. We continue in 2 Chronicles chapter 11. Now when Rehoboam came to Jerusalem, he assembled from the house of Judah and Benjamin 180,000 chosen men who were warriors to fight against Israel, that he might restore the kingdom to Rehoboam. Now we saw last time that as Rehoboam became king, the first thing that happened is that the people of Israel came to him and desired some tax relief. And Rehoboam consulted with his friends and came back to them and said, My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. And he beat you with whips, but I'm going to beat you with scourges. And they said, well, what portion do we have in David's house? And so 10 tribes rebelled against Rehoboam to form the northern kingdom of Israel. But of course, all of this God had intended to happen because Solomon had turned aside from the Lord. God was taking 10 tribes away from Solomon's son, Rehoboam. Now we can understand why Rehoboam would have wanted to keep the union together. This is very similar to what Abraham Lincoln did during the Civil War. He went to battle to seek to keep the union together in the South from seceding from the union. And in the same sort of, of way, Rehoboam wanted to go to war. But the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God, saying, Speak to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all Israel in Judah and Benjamin, saying, Thus says the Lord, You shall not go up or fight against your brethren. Let every man return to his house, for this thing is from me. Therefore they obeyed the word of the Lord and turned back from attacking Jeroboam. You see, the thing is, who ultimately can resist the will of God. God is going to have his way in things. And, and so God sent this prophet to warn Rehoboam, don't do this, don't go to war against your brethren. These are your brethren, but more than, importantly than that even, this is my hand doing this. And so Rehoboam obeyed the words of the Lord and turned back 
from attacking Jeroboam. And in this, Rehoboam exercised both wisdom and humility. You know, humility has a nearly magical effect in turning a situation around. It's the closest thing we have to a miracle elixir. It cuts across the grain of our hard hearts and stubborn pride, and it opens us up wide to receive God's grace and wisdom. And so by Rehoboam listening to the man of God and turning aside from going to battle, he was acting wisely. Isaiah 57, 15 says, The high and lofty one who lives in eternity, the holy one says this, I live in the high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed spirit of the humble and revive the courage of those with repentant hearts. And no matter what situation you may find yourselves in, whether it's your own fault or the sins of other people, listen, you can humble yourself before the Lord and in so doing, create a throne for God to dwell upon the throne of your heart, for he will dwell with those who have a humble heart to revive the broken spirit. So Rehoboam dwelt in Jerusalem and built cities for defense in Judah. And he built Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Bethzur, Soko, Adullam, Gath, Marisha, Ziph, Adoraim, Lachish, Azekah, Zorah, Ajalon, and Hebron, which are in Judah and Benjamin, fortified cities. And he fortified the strongholds and put captains in them and stores of food, oil, and wine. Also, in every city he put shields and spears and made them very strong, having Judah and Benjamin on his side. Now, Rehoboam could have become sullen after the prophet's rebuke. Instead, he gave himself to doing what he could do. He could fortify the cities of Judah and make them strong against the enemy's attack. So that's what he did. You know, if God closes a door to you in some ministry, then don't become sullen or discouraged. Do what you can do. Fortify your own walk with the Lord by spending time in his word and seeking God in prayer. Make yourself available to serve in some ministry. Pour yourself out into building up others. There is so much work that needs to be done. And God will use you if you will give yourselves to serving him and serving his people. King Rehoboam lost 10 tribes, but he had something else going for him. He had the temple in Jerusalem and the pure worship of the Lord. King Jeroboam and Israel would soon go astray spiritually, but Rehoboam had an everlasting source of strength in the worship of Yahweh and in keeping his commandments. If only Rehoboam would have followed the Lord and walked in his ways, he would have become stronger while Jeroboam would have become weaker. We also have this everlasting source of strength in our relationship with God through our faith in Jesus Christ. And if we hold fast to the Lord and his commandments, then the world around us may fall apart. Other people may go astray. But we will grow stronger in our walk with the Lord because we've built our lives upon the rock. And from all their territories, the priests and the Levites who were in all Israel took their stand with him. For the Levites left their common lands and their possessions and came to Judah and Jerusalem. 
For Jeroboam and his sons had rejected them from serving as priests to the Lord. Then he appointed for himself priests for the high places, for the demons, and the calf idols, which he had made. And after the Levites left, those from all the tribes of Israel, such as set their heart to seek the Lord God of Israel, came to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord God of their fathers. So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and made Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, strong for three years because they walked in the way of David and Solomon for three years. Now, King Jeroboam in the north was afraid that the people of the ten tribes would leave him and go down and worship God in Judah. And so he decided that he would build two altars and he made two golden calves, one altar in Bethel, one up in the north of the kingdom in Dan. And he said, these are the gods that brought you out of Egypt. And so in forming these high places, he created an alternative form of worship. But we are told here that the calf idols he made in these high places were actually demons. That is amazing. But when you consider that all idolatry has a demonic source. Now, we may consider ourselves to be more sophisticated than that in this country and that we would not go bowing down to golden calves. But if we allow anything to come before our relationship with God, that is an idol, including the idolatry of self. You know, the Bible says that in the last days, people will become lovers of self, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. And certainly we see that today. But it always has a demonic source to it. Now, because Jeroboam and his sons didn't want to follow the Lord and do things his way, they despised the priests and the Levites. I mean, what use did they have for them when they were prepared by God to minister to the Lord? So the priests and Levites left the northern kingdom of Israel and they headed down south to Judah because they had a purpose there at the temple. And along with them, all of the other followers of the Lord who didn't want to be part of Jeroboam's apostasy in the northern kingdom, they also left and went down into Judah. And the result was that they strengthened Rehoboam. It is interesting that the very thing that Jeroboam was afraid of, that the people would leave, that happened. But it happened because he decided to create idolatrous altars. As a result, Rehoboam was strengthened for three years. It would seem that Rehoboam followed in the way of David along with his people, keeping the commandments of the worship of the Lord for three years. But then we will see that he also, like his father Solomon, would turn aside and go his own way. Then Rehoboam took for himself as wife Maalath, the daughter of Jeremoth, the son of David, and of Abihail, the daughter of Eliah, the son of Jesse. And she bore him children, Jeish, Shamariah, and Zaham. After her, he took Maacah, the granddaughter of Absalom, and she bore him Abijah, Atai, Ziza, and Shalomith. Now Rehoboam loved Maacah, the granddaughter of Absalom, more than all his wives and his concubines, for he took 18 wives and 60 concubines and begot 28 sons and 60 daughters. And Rehoboam appointed Abijah, the son of Maacah, as chief 
to be leader among his brothers, for he intended to make him king. He dealt wisely and dispersed some of his sons throughout all the territories of Judah and Benjamin to every fortified city, and he gave them provisions in abundance. He also sought many wives for them. Now, Rehoboam, probably seeing the misery that Solomon's foreign wives brought to Solomon, decided that he would marry within his own family. He actually married his cousin Maalath and uh, married the granddaughter of Absalom, which was David's son. And so he had children by these two wives, but then he took a total of 18 wives and 60 concubines. So he didn't go too far away from Solomon's pattern of multiplying wives, which of course was against the law of God. Now, one thing he did, which was wise, was he scattered his sons throughout the territories of Judah and Benjamin, put them to work and gave them cities to oversee. And so he was able to see really how they would function in that capacity. And uh, it's always good to give your son something to do. But he had in mind to put Abijah, the son of Maacah, as the next in line to become king. So Rehoboam had some good qualities, started out well, but again, he chose to go the way that he wanted to go, and that's the way it is. We can raise somebody in the right environment, we can teach them the right stuff, but in the end, everybody chooses what they're going to choose, and we will all give an account of ourselves before God. You've been listening to Simply the Bible. The Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Next time, we'll return to the book of Deuteronomy as Moses remembers the experiences of 40 years in the wilderness with the children of Israel. We hope you'll join us as we continue exploring God's Word on Simply the Bible.